Hallelujah. Glory be to Jesus. That tells you the devil's scared of what we're going to say today. Amen. <laughs> Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. But greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. Amen. Anybody want to say it? Say, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise God. God is doing great things. I tell you what, we are so honored and privileged to live in such a day. Such a day with what's going on. Amen. Because God is doing great things. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Before I get started, I have, I have a note or two that's just sort of like an introduction, but it's something different off subject, but something the Lord dealt with my heart about this week, okay? Um, this is, I'm going to tear down a stronghold. You know, a stronghold is an accepted thought pattern, even if it's a lie. Amen. Because somebody texted me this the other day, and it just almost made me cringe. I thought, oh, that is not true. And it was a Christian. They said, God is in control. I thought, uh-uh, there's no way. I think I'm preaching to the choir here, but if any of you don't know or if any of y'all hear somebody say that, I'm going to tell you why that's not true. God's not in control. If he were in control, everybody would be healed. Everybody be prosperous. Everybody be blessed. Everything Jesus purchased on the cross that's ours, if he were in control, it would already be taken care of. Amen. The, and, and the thing is, Jesus had all authority, and he gave it to us on this earth as born-again believers, so now we're in control. The problem is that many Christians do not know what they've been, that they have been given authority, much less how to use it. They also do not understand that the devil is running all over them simply because they don't know who they are, how to take their authority and run and walk in dominion and dominate in this life. That's not true here at Jasper Christian Center. But anyway, because we know who we are and we know who God is and we know what authority Jesus gave us. So we go from victory to victory, walking in the authority he gave us. Amen. Praise God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Well, that was perfect timing on that little intro. That was something the Lord dealt with my heart because somebody sent me that text. And I thought, people don't realize. Listen, Jesus gave us authority. And, and the scripture for that is Luke 10, 19 in the Passion Translation. It says, now you understand that I, now these are letters of bread. This is Jesus saying, I have imparted to you all my authority. How much is all? all. So does Jesus have any left? No, he can't do anything except for through us. Amen. Imparted to you all my authority to trample over his kingdom. Now, there are things that only God can do through us, but he has to flow through us. Amen. Because we're on the earth. Amen. Okay. Uh, I'll read this Luke 10, 19 in the Passion. Now, you understand that I have imparted to you all my authority to trample over his kingdom. You will trample upon every demon before you and overcome every power Satan possesses. Absolutely nothing will be able to harm you as you walk in this authority. Nothing's going to be able to hurt you as you walk in this authority. It says we'll trample on every demon before you and overcome every power Satan possesses. God gave us that authority. Hallelujah. So what did he give us authority to do? To trample over everything in Satan's kingdom. And remember, Satan came to steal, kill, and destroy. So if there's anything that's come into your life that's trying to steal, kill, or destroy, that's from Satan. Amen? So don't receive it. Resist it. And rebuke it, whatever you need to do. So let's be busy doing that very thing, trampling over Satan's kingdom. You know, if there was a soldier in the army and he was giving a machine gun, 
but he refuses to learn how to use it. When the battle starts, that machine gun's going to be absolutely useless to him. If he don't know how to load it, get the bullets in, and how to even push the trigger and make it work, or how to take off the safety, Amen. it's not going to do him any good. Well, see, there are hundreds and thousands of Christians that are born-again believers that Jesus has given them all this authority, the weapons we need, but they don't know how to use it. The sad part of this is many Christians are living every day and being run over by the devil simply because they don't know about the authority Jesus gave them and they don't know how to use it. Hosea 4, 6 says, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. This is why Gloria Copeland says where you attend church makes a difference in life and death. That is because where you go to church determines the amount of full unadulterated truths of God's word that you hear. Unadulterated in the Oxford Dictionary means not mixed with or diluted with any different or extra elements, complete and absolute. You know, if you go to a church where they don't believe in being spirit-filled, you're going to miss out on something. If you go to a church where they don't believe that, that, um, they don't believe that healing is for everybody, Somewhere you're going to be missing out on something. You're going to be missing on some of the things that God has if they don't believe the full truth of the Word of God. Amen? If you go to a church, you know, where they don't believe that tongues is for today, you're going to be missing out on something that God has for you. Amen? So think about it. If a pastor is teaching or preaching watered-down messages of God's Word, their sheep will be malnourished spiritually. They'll not receive what they need in order to rule and reign or walk in the authority on this earth the way we've been called to rule and reign. Yes, if they're born again, they'll go to heaven. But if they don't know Jesus, pay the price for them to be healed and whole, they might go a little bit sooner than they could go. And, they'll never, and, and the, the sad thing is they'll never be a threat to Satan or his kingdom simply because of a lack of knowledge of who they are in Christ and what he purchased for them. But on the other hand, a born-again Christian, those of y'all here, amen, praise God, who is in a church where the whole unadulterated or uncompromised truths of God's Word are taught, like this church, any amens there? Amen, praise God. And if they are doers of the Word in James 2, taking the truths that we learn and applying them every day to our lives and pursuing Jesus wholeheartedly, then the devil better watch out. He's no match for us. Amen. Ready or not, here we come. Everybody say, ready or not, here we come. Hallelujah. Full of the power of Jesus. In fact, we will influence others for Jesus because our lives will be an advertisement of the abundant life that Jesus purchased for every one of us. And when others look at us, They'll see the blessings of God on us, and they'll be able to taste and see that the Lord is good, like Psalm 34, 8 says. And everyone we come in contact with will want to know the Jesus they know because we bring them the good things, the things that Jesus purchased for us. Healing, salvation, freedom from fear, freedom from debt, freedom from death, prosperity, blessings, everything Jesus purchased. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Ephesians 1, 19 through 20 in, in the Passion Translation. It says, I pray that you will continually experience the immeasurable greatness of God's power made available to you through faith. Then your lives will be an advertisement of this immense power. An advertisement of God's power. Isn't that, isn't that awesome, y'all? Yes, amen. As it works through you. This is the mighty power that was released when God raised Christ from the dead and exalted him to the place of highest honor and supreme authority in the heavenly realm. I want every one of y'all to do this. I want you to raise your hand. Now, and, and remember, the Lord just told me before I say this, remember now 
The Lord told us that the same power that raised Jesus from the dead and that raised Pastor James from the dead and that healed his heart in every artery and every vessel where he had to have no open heart surgery. That same Jesus, that power is flowing perpetually through each and every one of us that are, that are connected to this ministry. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. So everybody say, my life is an advertisement of God's immense power as it works through me because I'm taking Jesus and the power of his truth to everyone I come in contact with. Praise Jesus. Now take a minute and worship him for it. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God, glory to God, hallelujah, praise be to Jesus. That's why the devil will go to extreme measures to separate a spirit-filled Christian from their God-given or God-called pastor or even to try desperately to keep people from away from getting these truths where they're taught. Amen. But praise God, we're not ignorant of the devil's devices. Amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah, glory to God. 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17, the Passion says, Every scripture, this is talking about the power of the word of God too. Every scripture has been written by the Holy Spirit, the breath of God. It will empower you. Everybody say empower. Empower. It will empower you by its instruction and correction, giving you the strength to take the right direction and lead you deeper into the path of godliness. Then you will be God's servant. Fully mature and perfectly prepared to fulfill any assignment God gives you. Well, God has given us the assignment of reaching the world for Jesus from Jasper. Amen. Praise God. But his word is the power with its instruction and correction. Give us the strength to obey God and do what's right. Amen. Praise God. You know, one of our declarations here at Jasper Christian Center is Jasper Christian Center is a church after God's own heart. We are a church who always pursues God's heart and will accomplish all that he's destined us to do, Acts 13, 22, in the Passion Bible. In fact, you know, it's vital for each and every one of us that we spend time fellowshipping with Jesus, not only at church, but every day as well. And that power comes from the Word. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. And we've talked about this so many times. When you're spending time with Jesus, you can be praying in tongues, praying in English, uh, reading the Word, you can be listening to God and writing down the things He tells you. Amen. These are all things that are important when you're spending time with God. Listen, have y'all ever had the Lord tell you something and it was so important you thought, well, I'll remember that later. And you go back to write it down and you can't remember what it was. I encourage everybody to keep a journal because it's so important the things God says. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Acts 4, uh, 13. This is one that Jeremiah had preached yesterday. It's so powerful. The council members were astonished as they witnessed. Now, this is in the Passion Translation. The council members were astonished as they witnessed the bold courage of Peter and John, especially when they discovered that they were just ordinary men who had never had religious training. Then they began to understand the effect Jesus had on them simply by spending time with him, by spending time with Jesus. It's vital if the power of God is going to flow through us, that we spend time with him every day, not just on Sundays or Wednesday nights or whenever we're at church. Amen. And hopefully in the next couple of weeks we'll start about Wednesday nights. Anybody excited about that? Amen. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Okay. You cannot hang around anyone very much without it affecting you. 
But when you spend time with Jesus every day, you're going to begin to hear his voice more and more. And when you hear and you obey him, it's an open door for miracles to flow through you. That means everywhere we go, praise God. Amen? Because that's what we're doing at JCC. Isaiah 50 verse 4. Shayla, this is one of those latter ones I just added. But I need it in several translations. Isaiah 50 verse 4. We'll start with the King James Version. Hallelujah, glory to God. This will encourage you to get up and spend time with the Lord. Amen, hallelujah. And some people do it at night, some people do it in the morning. But whenever you do it, if you get sleepy at night or sleepy in the morning, this is a powerful verse. It says, the Lord God hath given me the, okay, the tongue, I think. Hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Okay, the Lord God hath given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. In other words, know what to minister to somebody. He wakeneth morning by morning. He wakeneth mine ear to hear as the learned. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay, in the message translation. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It says, the master God has given me a well-taught tongue, so I know how to encourage tired people. He wakes me up in the morning, wakes me up, opens my ears to listen as one ready to take orders. Hallelujah. So he opens my ears to listen as one ready to take orders. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. The TPT, Shayla. I apologize. TPT. I just thought it was going to appear up there. (laughs) The TPT. Amen. In verse, um, okay, in the TPT it says, The Lord Yahweh has equipped me with the anointed, skillful tongue of a teacher to know how to speak a timely word to the weary. Any of y'all that are called to be teachers, you need to catch hold of this. Amen. To know how to speak a timely word to the weary. Morning by morning he awakens my heart. He opens my ears to hear his voice, to be trained to teach. Okay, Shayla, I meant... It's the next verse, too, because I keep thinking the end of this is missing. Do verse 4 and 5. I'm sorry. I need verse 4 and 5. Yeah. Okay. The Lord Yahweh has opened my ear, and I did not resist. I did not rebel. Okay. Go back to the message in verse 5. Verse 4 and 5 out of the message. Okay. The Master God has given me a well-taught tongue, so I will know how... I will know how to encourage tired people. He wakes me up in the morning, wakes me up, opens my ears to listen as one ready to take orders. The master God opened my ears and I didn't go back to sleep. Didn't pull the covers back over my head. Amen. Whether that be you're tired at night and it's time to spend time in the Word or in the morning, that'll work. Amen. Praise God. Amen. And the NLT of 4 and 5, please, the NLT. But this is a powerful scripture. I had known this years ago, and then I forgot it, and then I found it this week. Hallelujah. Okay. The sovereign Lord has given me his words of wisdom so that I know how to comfort the weary. Morning by morning, he awakens me and opens my understanding to his will. The sovereign Lord has spoken to me, and I have listened. I have not rebelled or turned away. But the thing is... We're listening to God so that we're well equipped. Like that scripture we just showed you 
in Timothy, so we're well equipped to minister to everybody we come in contact with, to take this perpetual healing to them, to take the message of Jesus, listen, you're free, to take the message that you're forgiven, that you're loved, to take the message, whatever it is that they need, we're prepared to take it to them, amen, if I spend time with Jesus and his word. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Okay. So I had just said you cannot hang around anyone very much without affecting you. But when you spend time with Jesus every day, you will begin to hear his voice. And when you hear and obey him, everybody say hear and obey. obey. It's an open door for miracles to flow through you. I I can tell you two examples real quick. John 2, 1 through 11. Glory to God. When we obey is what opens the door for the miracles to flow. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. John 2. Praise God. So not only hearing God's voice is important, and the more we spend time with him every day, the more we hear his voice. But listen, obeying is so vital. Amen? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay, beginning with verse, I think, verse 1, it says, And the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. Or to the wedding. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus saith unto them, unto him, They have no wine. Jesus saith unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother said unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Everybody say, Whatever he says to me, I'm going to do it. Amen. And there were set six set there six water parts of stone after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three firkins apiece. Jesus said unto them, Fill the water pots with water. water." That's letters of red. That's what Jesus said do. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said unto them, The next thing he said do they did too. Draw out now and bear unto the governor of the feast. And they bear it. When the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, he knew not whence it was, but the servants which drew the water knew. The governor of the feast called the bridegroom and said unto him, Every man at the beginning doth set forth good wine, and when men have well drunk, then that which is worse, but then last, but thou hast kept the good wine until now. Now, I'm gonna, I added this other verse intentionally. Verse 11. This beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory, and his disciples believed on him. Do you know every time we hear and obey God's voice and it opens the door to a miracle, every time there's a miracle, it's manifested. The power of God is manifested. Amen. Amen. Praise God. It manifests the glory of God every time a miracle takes place. Hallelujah, hallelujah. And another example of the manifestation of his glory. Now, these are things that we're going to begin to just expect to happen all the time. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Okay, um, Luke 17, 12 through 19. Hallelujah. Luke 17. These are examples of things that God did then, and he's wanting to do these same kind of things today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. As far as he's wanting to do miracles today, maybe different miracles, but miracles. Amen? Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Um, But the thing, the key I want y'all to see here is the obedience produced the miracle. Amen? So when God tells us to do things, 
And if we're spending time every day, we'll be in tune to hear him. Amen? So let's obey and watch the miracles flow because God does the miracles, not us. Amen? Hallelujah. But do we trust him enough to obey him when he tells us something to do? Another, okay, this example is in Luke 12, uh, 17, 12, beginning of verse 12. It says, And he entered into a certain village. There met him ten men that were lepers, which stood afar off. And they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourselves unto the priest. And it came to pass that as they went, they were cleansed. Okay, what did he tell them to do? He said, Go show yourselves unto the priest. What Jesus said do, what did they do? And it came to pass that as they went, everybody say, As they went, they were cleansed. I believe with all my heart if they had just stayed there, or turned and went the other direction, they would not have received their healing. How many times has God told us to do something and we thought, I'm not going to do that, and if disobeyed and then didn't receive what we needed. So let's, let's be diligent to listen and obey. Amen? And one of them, when he saw that he was healed on the way, turned back and with a loud voice glorified God and fell down on his feet, on his face at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answering said, Where were there not ten cleansed, but where are the nine? There are not found that return to give glory to God, save this stranger. And he said unto him, Arise, go thy way. Thy faith hath made thee whole. Amen. Now remember, remember thy faith hath made thee whole. Remember, they were healed of their leprosy, but they might have had half a ear, half a finger, whatever. All nine were healed, and the leprosy just stopped where it was, completely gone. But there was one that was made whole. That means if he was missing an ear, when Jesus said, be made whole, the ear was put back. If he was missing part of a finger, that means the finger was put back. Whatever it was, the miracles were flowing. But it was because of thanksgiving and praise. And, you know, we've been talking the last few weeks. That leads us right into what we're really going to talk about today. So far, that... That's just been introduction, amen? So now we're going to talk about, about the power of praise and worship. Yes. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You know, we've been talking about this. I guess this will be the third week we've been talking about this. But it's so important. It's so, it's so valuable that we praise and worship God. I tell you what, it, it is such a powerful thing. And the more we learn to do it every day, the more we'll see the manifestations of the glory of God and the miracles, the more, you know, we've talked about this before. I think I may have said this last week. You know, if, if you gave your child, your five-year-old child, a new bicycle or whatever, and you, they were out there, and if they just went and took and rode it and didn't even say thank you, that wouldn't make you excited. But they'd come up and hug you and say, thank you, thank you, and then go ride that bike just with a grin, grinning from ear to ear and say, thank you. You're wanting to do something else for them. What can I do for them next? You know what I'm saying? Well, see, Father God is that way. And as we say thank you, praise and thanksgiving, we're going to be developing some life teams and some things, um, doing more elite team, I think, starting uh, possibly January, February, and doing some things, developing some life teams. And one of the things is we've got to live a lifestyle of praise and worship. I tell you, if you're planning on raising the dead, you need to make it, we need to be thankful. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. But that's one of the things that we've just got to make a way of life because that'll open the door for God's power to flow as we give praise and worship to God. Amen. Hallelujah. Ephesians 3, 20 through 21. 
Glory to God. Hallelujah. Now, this is in the King James Version. Now, we're talking about the praise and worship opens the door to the miracles that God wants to do in and through each and every one of us. Amen. Amen. Now, to him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Hallelujah. Everybody say, the power of Jesus Jesus. flows through me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And those of y'all that take notes, meditate on these scriptures and confess it for yourself. Thank you, Father. Amen. Okay, Ephesians 3, 20 through 21 in the message says, God can do anything you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us, his spirit deeply and gently within us. So it's the power of his spirit in us. Amen. Amen. Ephesians 3, 20 through 21 in the New Living Translation says, Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power at work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. Glory to him in the church and in Christ Jesus through all generations forever and ever. Amen. Praise God. His power is at work in each of us. Everybody say his power is at work in me. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Ephesians 3.20 in the Passion says, Never doubt God's mighty power to work in you. Everybody say, I'm never going to doubt God's mighty power to work in me. Hallelujah. So never doubt God's mighty power to work in you and accomplish all this. He will achieve infinitely more than your greatest request, your most unbelievable dream, and exceed your wildest imagination. He will outdo them all, for his miraculous power constantly energizes you. I want you all to say, his miraculous power constantly energizes me. Woohoo! Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thanksgiving, praise, and worship are all vital in the life of someone who walks, wants to walk and live in the power of God. If we, each one of us, you know, back, I guess, four years ago, four or five years ago, Pastor James taught us we are a host for his presence here at Jasper Christian Center. Amen? Because God told him that's what we're called to be, a host for his presence. And he said, and, there, and, and the thing is, we are a host for his presence. There's no power apart from his presence. In other words, I could not heal the wing on a gnat or the wing on a fly. I couldn't heal it. If I had a little gnat up here in a baby food jar or something flying around and its wing was broken, I couldn't heal it. All right, think of it. Smith Wigglesworth, he couldn't do it either. Smith Wigglesworth, he didn't have the power to heal, heal the wing on a fly. He didn't. But that anointing, that power of God in him, that power of God in him, that's the same power that flows through us today. That same perpetual healing that raised Christ from the dead flows in each of us today. And as we can catch that and grasp that, Smith Wigglesworth, listen, we ought to take, uh, there's a book that James and I have been reading that, um, that is uh, about, it's about Smith Wigglesworth. It's all his messages is what it is. It's a powerful book. And the thing is, 
he, listen, he was emphatic about the Word of God being first place. Uh, I'm just going to tell you all this. But the thing is, we can take up what we learned from him and then go on. Amen. Especially in this outpouring of the revival, what's happening right now. Uh, wait a minute. Uh, one time, Lester Summerall went to go visit. And y'all probably heard this. Went to go visit Smith Wigglesworth. And when he went, he had a newspaper and just had it under his arm and took it in the house. And Smith Wigglesworth said to him, said, what's that? And he said, a newspaper. And he said, leave it outside. He went and hid it back in the bushes, left it outside, went and put it in the bushes. Because Smith Wigglesworth, they said that he'd be sitting there, they'd be talking about other stuff, and all of a sudden he'd say, now, stop. Let's give God time now and let's read the Word. In the middle of a conversation. I don't figure he went two or three hours without reading the Word. The Word is the power. The Word is the power. And, you know, it's so nice now because we can have podcasts go and things like this of the Word while we're washing the dishes, while we're doing whatever we're doing. Amen. While we're riding down the road, if you're going to Birmingham or going somewhere else a little ways, you can be listening to podcasts. You can be listening to the Word when you go to bed. You, we have a healing CD that we keep um, going beside our bed all the time. You can keep the Word going in your heart. There are a lot of ways you can do that. Amen? Praise God. And it's so powerful. Just keep the Word in there. And even if you don't have something else going, whatever you've meditated on this morning, throughout the day, you can pick one Scripture and say, I'm going to say this Scripture over and over. That's the power of the Word. Amen? Praise God. Hallelujah. You get a few minutes, you get an hour lunch break, take five minutes to read the Word. It's so powerful. Amen? Hallelujah. Praise God. So for each a host for his presence, and there's no power apart from his presence, then we must live lives filled with thanksgiving, praise, and worship. Amen. Amen. You give thanks over what's seen, but your praise is based on what is written in God's word. That's why it takes the written word of God. So we give praise. We worship God, and we thank God. For what is written in his word. Because we know it's how it's going to turn out because of what his word says. Regardless of what circumstances look like today. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I was going to read this to y'all about. Um, this is out of that book, Dynamic Prayers for Today. Uh, that we're fixing to get published. Coming into his presence of praise and worship. In God's presence is access to every miracle you need. Your faith, based on God's word, is what equips you to draw out or to receive the manifestation of whatever you need from God. Now, um, this is a little side note because it's not written in here. But, you know, the Lord told me the other day, he said, if you, he said, you remember how Gloria Copeland always talks about you take something. You receive it by faith. You receive it by faith. You have it. You take it. But do you know what? If I'm not focusing on God, not giving him any attention, I can't, you know, if, if James is sitting there right now holding out a, a cupcake in his hand saying, Susan, come take this. If I'm so busy paying attention to everything else, not even listening, how am I going to take it? I won't even be able to see it. And so many times we get so bogged down with the cares of this world that we don't even see Jesus saying, take your healing, take your healing. And we think, oh, I don't have time to go meditate in the Word. I'm just going to go run to the doctor. You know, and... and depending on what it is, and I'm not saying there's anything wrong with the doctor, and, and a lot of times healing comes through that, but I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? Be sure that we're taking time for God, that we're keeping the Word strong in our heart. You see what I'm saying? That, that we're, so that it can be where we can take what we need in faith. I'm going to tell you all this. God told me in the hospital before we left the hospital, and I've told Pastor James this many times, he said, the reason 
that James was able to be raised from the dead and to get his heart healed, he said, because of the faith in his heart. Every night when we go to bed, he'd have on either, he'd be listening to somebody like George Stormont talking about Smith Wigglesworth or Kenneth Copeland or Kenneth Hagan, or he would have somebody on his computer right there on his nightstand listening to it. And the Lord said the reason he was able to receive that, because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word. If he wouldn't have had that faith in his heart, he wouldn't have been able to receive that. You see what I'm saying? So the Lord said, so faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. So we need to keep our hearts strong of the word for the healing power of God to flow through us. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. So I'm going to go on and read this, though. Sorry. Zechariah 4, 6 in the message says, You can't force these things. They only come about by my spirit, says God of the angel armies. God spoke to Averill. Um, several years ago, my manifest presence, power for whatever you need, will come on the wings of your worship. Amen. Praise is the password that brings the very presence of God into any situation. And when God is on the scene, things always change for the good. It is in His presence that the very miracles you need flow from the heart of God, doing those things that only He can do. What an awesome God we serve. Thank you, Lord. You are my God, and there is none other. Hallelujah. I'm going to read to you all Psalm 104 through 5. In the Passion, you can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. Any situation you need God in, begin to praise and worship. Amen. And the reason you can praise and worship is because you know what his word already says. If it's a financial need, say, Father, I thank you. You know, all of a sudden, I heard... Uh, Somebody said something about a bill the other day that was more than they expected it to be. You know what? You can say, but my God supplies all my need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And I thank you, Father, that you've supplied that need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Just begin to worship and praise him because of what his word said. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So listen to this. This is Psalm 104 through 5 in the Passion Translation. It says, you can pass through his open gates with the password of praise. Come right into his presence with thanksgiving. Come bring your thank offering to him and affectionately bless his beautiful name. For the Lord is always good and ready to receive you. He's so loving that it will amaze you, so kind that it will astound you. He is famous for his faithfulness toward all. Everyone knows our God can be trusted, for he keeps his promises to every generation. Glory to God. And in Psalm 100, uh, in the message, verses 4 and 5 says, Enter with a password, thank you. Make yourselves at home talking praise. Thank him, worship him. For God is sheer beauty, all generous in love, loyal always and ever. So I tell you what, we come into his presence with thanksgiving. You get in a situation where, you know, where God needs to be on the situation. Begin thanksgiving and praise. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Praise God. So that's powerful. Things that we can do, bring God in on the situation. And then the miracles can flow and his glory can be poured out doing those things that only God can do that he wants to do through you. Amen. Hallelujah. And through me. Psalm 119, 162 says, I rejoice at thy word is one that findeth great spoil. You know, when we find something in the word, we begin to rejoice over it and praise and worship God because that's what the word says regardless of what circumstances say. Amen. Begin to praise and worship God that he said it. Listen, God is not a man that he should lie. He's going to do exactly what his word said. Amen. We know the outcome. 
Praise God. Psalm 119, 162 in the Passion says, Your promises are the source of my bubbling joy. The revelation of your word thrills me like one who has discovered hidden treasure. As we begin to praise and worship God, the revelation of his word, the light of what we need in that situation, the way of escape we need will be opened up to us. Have you ever had a situation where you just seemed overwhelmed and so heavy and you just wanted to cry and you just couldn't do anything? And if you'd begin to praise and worship God, say, wait a minute, Lord. Your word says I'm healed by the stripes of Jesus. Let me start meditating on your word and then begin to thank and praise and worship God. And the manifestation would come. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Or maybe something else, a situation at work or at school or something, and you didn't know what to do. And then you'd begin to praise and worship. And as you'd praise and worship, God would give you the answer, tell you, oh, go say this to them. Go do that. Go, you know, give you the answer of what you need. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. So whatever it is, it opens as, as the promises of God as we're worshiping and praising Him. It opens the door for him to share with us whatever light we need on the situation, whatever wisdom we need. Hallelujah. Psalms 119.62 in the Passion says, In the middle of the night I wake to give thanks to you because of all your revelation light, so right and so true. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The Holy Spirit opens your eyes. I'm going to read page 128 in this book by David Oyedipo, Understanding the Power of Praise. It says, the Holy Spirit is the only one authorized and licensed to unfold the secrets of God. Jesus said in John 16, 12 through 13, I have yet many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. How be it when he, the Spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. And he will show you things to come. God wants to show us things to come. He wants to show us what's going to happen. Shine the light on that. So we can, as we praise and worship, it opens the door for him to shine the light. It's like turning on the flashlight. Amen. So we can see it from God's point of view. Praise God. And then it opens the door for his glory to do the miracles that only he can do. When the Holy Spirit, uh, what the Holy Spirit does is to open your eyes to the things that are freely yours in Christ Jesus, causing you to overlook your present situation and instead keep rejoicing over what is set before you. And David said this, he said, Seven times a day do I praise thee because of thy righteous judgments. Great peace have they which love thy law, and nothing shall offend them. Lord, I have hoped for thy salvation and done thy commandments. My soul hath kept thy testimonies, and I love them exceedingly. I have kept thy precepts and thy testimonies, for all my ways are before thee. Psalm 119, 164 through 168. That is so powerful. Let me read. On page 134, I want to read y'all. I had shared with y'all this testimony before, but I just wanted to read this to y'all. This was David Oyedipo years ago. He was in poverty, but he was believing God and thanking and worshiping God. He knew what his covenant right said, that he had a right to abundant finances. Now, um, I'm going to tell you where he is now before I share this testimony. He has uh, 200,000 members. He lives in Nigeria that used to be a real poor country. It's not anymore because of the Word of God. Amen. And he lived, they said they did not take any money from the U.S., 
you know, outside of their country or whatever. Anyway, but they have a building that seats 50,000 members. They have four services on Sunday morning and a total of 400,000 members. They have $250 million worth. They have a university. They have housing for them, all kind of stuff that they have on their campus. And I've forgotten how many acres they have, but it's a whole lot. But it's $250 million. Everybody said $250 million. They didn't borrow a dime. Praise God. But they knew how to worship and praise. He says, everything, when God gives me a mandate and tells us something to do, we worship and praise, and it comes. Amen. Praise God. Amen. We need to learn. It works. Amen. Amen. Praise God. But I want to share with you his testimony years ago because he was poor. He was dirt poor. He'll tell you that. He was poor. And then he realized, found out in the Word of God that what God said, what God's Word said. So many people mocked me in the early days of our ministry especially for preaching prosperity. One particular friend made me the topic of his preaching one day at a meeting we both attended. He invited me to sit in front and then went on to preach about me, my dress, my car, everything, and everybody knew he was talking about me. How I got home after that meeting, I don't know. But no matter what my critics did, they could not take the word of God from me. They could not stop my hope and therefore could not stop me from rejoicing. My rejoicing then, even when there seemed to be nothing, has put a testimony on my lips today. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And you can't be hopeful without being joyful. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So we need to be rejoicing. And the reason we can rejoice is Hebrews 12, too, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. So we can begin to look at what his word says, because we know the end result. And he knew the end result, no matter what those circumstances looked like. He didn't get bothered by that. I mean, there was one more page I was going to read to y'all out of this book by David Uyedapay. Hallelujah. Um, praise God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. And it says, okay, let me see. Which, okay. It says, until you put your hope in God and praise him, you are not entitled to his help. Hope is the mother of faith. If there is no hope, then there is nothing faith can substantiate because faith is the substance of things, things hoped for. Hebrews 11.1. 1. Praise fertilizes your hope and keeps it going strong. So begin to praise and worship God for what his word says, no matter what circumstances say. Don't murmur and complain. Don't let that in there. Remember what happened with children of Israel. You know, in the Old Testament, they began to murmur and complain, and they died in the wilderness. Okay. So what we got to do is begin to praise and worship and see what his word says, and then do what his word says. Praise and worship God for it. Hallelujah. Early this morning, the Lord reminded me of something he told me back in February. Remember what 1 Peter 5, 7 says? Let's all look over at that. Hallelujah, if you've got your Bibles. 1 Peter 5, 7. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. But um, actually, it's 6 through 8, verses 6 through 8. It says in the King James Bible, and this is something the Lord brought up in my heart this morning. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary the devil is a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. So the devil's looking for whoever he can devour. 
the thing is, I, th I think I had this in one more translation. Um, in the Amplified Bible Classic Edition, it said, Therefore, humble yourselves, demote, lower yourselves in your own estimation under the mighty hand of God that in due time he may exalt you. Listen, if I'm trying to be my Lord and trying to do it all myself without him, I'm trying to be my own Lord. That's not going to work. But casting the whole of your care, all your anxieties. Everybody say, all your anxieties, all your, anxieties, all your, worries, all your worries, all your concerns, once and for all on him. For he cares for you affectionately and cares about you watchfully. And it says in verse 8, be well balanced, temperate, sober of mind. Be vigilant and cautious at all times. In other words, be watching. For that enemy of yours, the devil, roams around like a lion, roaring in fierce hunger, seeking someone to seize upon and devour. Seeking someone he can, he can devour, something he can seize upon. Someone he can take over because they're not staying strong spiritually. Amen. But listen, uh, I'll be honest with you. Um, I was on the phone last night, and I said something. I said something about, but what concerns me is, and on the other end of the phone precious, well-known minister, and he said, go back to the word you just said. I'm concerned about. That is a word, and I just, I thought, I said, you pegged me exactly. That means I have the care of it. If I'm concerned about something, I have a care of it. And it has become so much something that if you don't think about it, you'll use that, you know, you'll use these words and you'll say, well, I'm just concerned about it. Instead of saying worried about it, like that makes it okay. It's the same thing. Listen, in the Amplified Classic, he said, read that in the Amplified Classic. And this is exactly what it said. So y'all getting what I got. So I, I took my correction. <laughs> Amen, praise God. Amen. Don't be concerned about it. Listen, I can't do anything about it anyway. Only God can. It's God's job. If I'm trying to do it, if I'm trying to do it, have y'all ever tried to do something with a toddler? Maybe take, try to uh, do something like take the training wheels off or put them on a bike or something? Sitting there and the toddler trying to play around you and do all this stuff and them trying to get in the way and doing it? You're never going to get it done. That's the way God is. Sometimes he's saying, I've already supplied your need. If you'd quit worrying about it, if you'd quit being concerned about it, if you'd quit trying to take the care of it, or if you'd quit trying to get your own healing, if you'd you know, quit trying to just, just be doing this and that and be listening to me. You know, sometimes God can have a word for you concerning a food or a nutrient or something that can help with your healing. A lot of times it would just cast a care on him and trust him. Amen. And I'm not saying it's wrong to go to the doctor. Praise God for doctors. A lot of us are alive because of doctors. Amen. Or here because of that. But I'm saying, but trust God. Meditate on the healing scriptures. Learn to receive and take the healing that Jesus purchased for us. Amen. Hallelujah. So we need to be sure... And don't let the care, the things of this world, don't let those worries overtake us. Amen. Don't let them be there. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Example. This is the example Lord reminded me of this morning. Praise and worship God for what is written in his word. It's like getting stronger, casting. You know how you can cast a fishing line out? But you can get strong if you, but you know what? If you only have a limited amount of line, you can't cast it, but so far. But if you go and get a rod and reel with bigger line on it, you can cast it further, right? So if you're concerned about something or, or the devil's trying to put worry on you, if you will begin to praise and worship God, 
The Lord told me, he said, that will equip you to cast that care further away over on Jesus and leave it there. As we praise and worship God, that gives us the strength to thrust it out there further. And we have more, more line to throw it out there further. Instead of just throwing it, you know, three feet away, because if I have if I have three feet of line, I can just throw that three feet away, and I'm going to see it and sit there and stare at it. But if you'll begin to praise and worship, just like Abraham did in Romans four, he said he became strong in faith as he gave glory to God. Amen. So that's what we're to do: become strong in faith as we give praise and glory to God, because we know the outcome of it. Amen. So it's only as we give thanksgiving, praise, and worship that we have thrust. The thrust that we need to throw or cast the care totally on him once and for all. Romans 4. Hebrews 4. The only thing we labor for is to enter into that rest and relax. I'm going to go to this. Um, Hebrews 4. The last scripture. Hallelujah. Hebrews 4. Hallelujah. Praise God. But you know, the only thing we labor for, we don't labor to build a new church building. We don't labor to preach. We don't labor to build a new house. We don't labor to, to do anything. The only thing we labor for is to enter into rest. Because if we enter into rest, it opens the door for God to do the things that only He can supernaturally do that we can't do anyway. Okay, here's the scripture. Uh, Hebrews 4, verse 5 and 6 says, And in this place again, if they shall enter into my rest, seeing therefore it remaineth that some must enter therein, and they to whom it was first preached, enter not in because of unbelief. If you don't enter in rest, it's because of unbelief. Go to the Word. See, say, and pray what the Word says. You've got to saturate your mind, your heart with the Word, so you believe it. And verse 7 says, And he again, uh, again he limited a certain day, saying in, saying in David, Today, after so long a time as it is said today, if you will hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Hallelujah. But anyway... And then it talks about the power of God's Word. Let me see where I put this here because I thought I did. Um, Hebrews 4.12. I think in the message, Shayla. 12-13 in the message. I had it earlier in my notes, handwritten. But he, so the power of God's Word is what's going to make it where we can rest. I mean, it's powerful. When you're reading the Word of God, it's a live thing. It's powerful. It will produce that which it is sent to do. Amen? Holy, back in Isaiah, he says, it's not going to return void or empty. That's why these scripture prayers are in that notebook we have. Hallelujah. It says, God means what He says. What He says goes. His powerful word is sharp as a surgeon's scalpel, cutting through everything. Now, that means it even cuts through fear or anything the devil's trying to throw up at you. Whether doubt or defense, laying us open to listen and obey. Everybody say, I listen and obey. Nothing and no one is impervious to God's word. We can't get away from it no matter what. That Word of God is so powerful. If we'll take the time and just meditate on it, begin to praise and worship God for it, and put it in our hearts, that's what we'll see. Because that that, that's what will happen if we will do that. And over here in verse... Now, remember, y'all, Hebrews 3, 1. Don't go back to it. But remember that talk about the anointing one Christ, the anointing one, His anointing in us that Pastor preached on. And then if we go... Um, Okay, verse 9 of Hebrews 4. 
it says, therefore, there remaineth therefore a rest to the people of God. That's us. For he that is entered into his rest, he also hath ceased from his own works, as God did from his. Let us labor, therefore, to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief. And then it says, you know, for the word of God is quick and powerful and sharpening to every edge of sword. But let a, the only thing we labor for is to enter into the rest. The reasons we're confessing scriptures is to enter into that rest. The reason we're spending time worshiping God is to enter into that rest. And I tell you one thing, if you want something that will boost your praise and worship, Pray in tongues with it and worship in tongues. Glory to God because that will open the door to supernatural power because you're praying the will of God. You're praying exactly what God wills. And I tell you what, and the Lord told me, he said, it's like it'll boost it. It'll make it much more powerful. Amen. Hallelujah. So spend time praying in tongues every day. But it, it's so powerful. It's what God is wanting to do. So we rest to labor. Uh, we labor only to enter into the rest. And you know what? When we rest, God can work. Yes, yes, amen. When I'm working, God has to rest. He don't have a choice. Amen. So if we're trusting Him, praising Him, worshiping Him, and seeing and believing the outcome He says, seeing, saying, praying, and believing that, then it's an open door for God to do what only He can do. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. I tell you what, God is doing great things. He is doing awesome things. Let's all stand up and receive that. Hallelujah. And then in a minute, they'll do tithes and offerings. Father, I praise you, Jesus. Everybody raise your hand and say, Jesus, Jesus. I thank you that I am your child and that your power flows through me. I'm a praiser and a worshiper. I spend time with you every day. And I thank you, Jesus, that my life is an advertisement of your power. Because your power flows through me everywhere I go. Because I hear your voice and I obey. Now worship and praise the Lord for that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We praise you, Jesus. We worship you. We honor you. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen.